Welcome to Future Trends. Uh, this is episode two of Future Trends. I'm Paul Kemp. I'm your host. I uh, also host a premiere show, which you need to get subscribed to now. It's called the App Guy Podcast. Just search in your favorite podcasting app for Paul Kemp and you'll find the App Guy Podcast now as we record just uh, getting up to 500 episodes of uh, founder interviews. So I go through uh, the archive of rich, rich content from the super founders I've had. These are CEOs I've had founders who have uh, started out with nothing and gone to millions and millions of downloads or millions of uh, in, in revenue and uh, I'm going to go through and dissect some of the uh, future future trends from these individuals to see if we can actually uh, get a theme of future trends and the first guest I have is a wonderful chat I had with uh, Michael Rolf. Uh, he's a founder that I've met in person, had a lovely dinner with him, and he is the founder of Yo-Yo Wallet. Yo-Yo Wallet is an app that's grown from absolutely nothing. I mean, they went on to campus in the UK and uh, they were camping outside the local uh, cafe there. And uh, the uh, founder was so passionate about this idea. He, he was obsessed with it. He encouraged everyone to stop that problem of going over to the cash machine and getting cash out and buying uh, their coffee with you know cash uh, he, he was encouraging them to use uh, yo-yo wallet and uh, he was doing actually something i guess uh, mark zuckerberg did uh, in the early days which is going through the students going through campuses uh, and so uh, it was really uh, taking off he was uh, he remembers handing out a single flyer Mike, michael roth handed out the single flyer and now he's actually just in the process of raising 10 million dollars get that 10 million dollars for his company which is a mobile wallet so in the chat that i had as i say it's episode 403 so you can subscribe to the app guy podcast and uh, just search for episode 403 i do have archive episodes as well that are listed and you can get the full chat with michael but here's a snippet of my chat where i asked michael uh, if he had unlimited resources and uh, only an idea what would he build if he wasn't working on yo-yo wallet and so here's michael's uh, answer if you were to leave yo-yo for example and start something else what would you look at oh that's uh that's a that's a good question that's a tough question it probably is because you're so immersed <laughs> in it you can't see anything outside of fintech well, hey, you know, uh, there like, must be some knock-on some knock-on problem you know being an entrepreneur is that you, you know sometimes you know the problem you have is you can have too many ideas <laughs> um so yeah, well, give us one of your ideas yeah. so i mean actually i i think you know fin, fintech is a unique it's a unique space right and, and this sort of whole you know loving that is going on from an industry perspective of fintech is still born off the back that you know because of the crash in 2007 all the banks are going to die therefore every single banking service needs to be disrupted but I think, broadly speaking, I think the world has kind of woken up to the fact that, of course, banks aren't going to disappear overnight. You know, so but there is definitely room for banking to improve. So I'm, I'm really keen on sort of the whole digital banking space. And there's some early movers in that. You know, if you look to the US, like Simple, they actually got bought by BBVA um, last year. And actually, Anthemus was an investor in in Simple, Bank Simple, in the end. Um, you know what what it turned out was that you know reinventing banking is pretty tough right so the early guys that tried it found out that actually all they were doing was building this sort of you know better you know user experience layer through mobile 
But now we're kind of getting to the point where you've got some startup banks, particularly here in the UK. If you look at the likes of, um, you know, Tandem Bank and, and Mondo specifically, they've got, they've got, you know, a real core focus on like actually being a proper bank. Um, so I think there's, it will be interesting to see how that develops uh, over the next sort of three years to see is there room for multiple different types of, um, you know, digital banks effectively. And of course, Fedor is another great example of uh, a digital bank that's been been going at it for a while and seems to be quite successful. Yeah, so we've had, we've had many guests on the show actually talk about the need to take an industry that seems ripe for disruption, that seems to be kind of in the old age and, and just look at very small parts of it and see what we can disrupt with uh, you know, the technology now. Yeah. And, and the, the thought of handing over a piece of paper with the queen on it, you know, <laughs> uh, to, um, uh, and I guess in the US, uh, but yeah. like, you know, with, here in the UK, so it's the queen still on our, our money. And um, it just seems very antiquated. Yeah, it is a bit odd. It is a bit odd. But, you know, I, I think, but so, you know, if you look at it, it takes a while for these things to, to change. So one has to be realistic about timescales. You know, checks effectively have been disappearing since the advent of plastic cards, right? So we're now talking about a 60-plus year journey there. I don't think we're, we're looking at the same time, time frame for, for maybe the complete sort of, you know, disappearance of the need for cash. But you're still looking at a long period of time. So for me, it's about, you know, what are the services you create that, that convince people that the, you know, the way in which they can conduct their sort of daily lives when they need to sort of transfer value between each other that you know cash actually is the most is a is a pain so i think that's going to take a while to sort of find those services which means you know you've got to start looking into sort of these sort of small business areas where the cash economy is really you know really strong um so again i think there's probably plenty of opportunity there for for that to develop quite nicely but for me i think the one the one space that is particularly again the fintech focus is is the insurance industry you know, I think it's probably the area that's that you know has the most antiquated and oldest methods around sort of how, as a you know as an industry, people actually insure themselves, the products they have, and sort of the way in which that is all you know the risk is measured, because the world has fundamentally changed so much in these last five years, so ten years or so, that you know the model must be. At breaking point, and so you know, what is it that through through digital and the fact that you know, and the sort of the concept of the Internet of Things, you know, what does what does the future of insurance look like? And that's I spent a lot of time, you know, jotting in a notebook about you know potential things that uh, you know could be interesting to explore, maybe at a different time of life, or you know, looking to see if there are others out there that are taking a journey, you know that fits that train of thought and seeing if there's a way in which, uh, you know, can help them. But, um, you know, that's, that's probably how I think of FinTech. So I hope you enjoyed that episode with uh, Michael Rolfe of Yo-Yo Wallet. It was a snippet from my full chat with him on my premiere show. It's called the app guy podcast. Do go and subscribe the app guy podcast by searching Paul Kemp in your favorite podcasting app and you'll see the App Guy podcast there. Thank you for listening to this, and I look forward to getting another episode to you shortly. Bye for now.